What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is my leak and this is my podcast. Today, we are going to do an episode that I think is one of my cheat code episodes, one of my life hacks, things to know, conversations a lot of people don't have but need to be having. That's what we're going to be doing today. Over the summer, I was at lunch with my dad and he asked, how did you get to a point where you felt so comfortable asking for such big sums of money, you know, in business. And we talked a little bit about how I wasn't raised to do this or to be this way, but I seem to be comfortable navigating big asks without flinching. The core of my answer to my dad was that I lean on audacity and finesse quite often. I'll tell you something. I started a multi-million dollar business with no industry experience or contacts. I started out cold calling brands and asking for six figures worth of products in exchange for my service, which was going to be to market their brand, their collection, their products. How does someone with no industry experience or connections grow 1900% in their first year of business? I am going to spend this podcast telling you how. One of the most common traits in the top 1% of most successful people is audacity. The people at the top are very rarely timid and shy. They put themselves out there and the world is responding to them. When I started my business, I wouldn't say that I was ready as much as I was prepared. It's rare that you're going to feel ready to do something when you don't really know what you're doing. I had an idea of how things might go, but I didn't really know if this thing would ever take off. That didn't stop me from making close to 100 cold calls within the first few days of launching this business that I had never done before, nor did it stop me from flying all over the United States within the first year, sitting with different brand owners, telling them about this wonderful new business I had started. If you want to do something that's never been done before, it will require you to step out of your comfort zone. We are not talking about playing safe right now. Before I get into some of the things I want you to try on, I want to say that while I had no industry experience or contacts, I had a solid idea that I knew I could execute if I could get the brands to play with me. Was I sure it would work out in the beginning? No. 
did that stop me from speaking boldly and confidently over the phone while I pitched my new brand? Also no. Let's get into some ideas that you can try on to become more audacious. The first thing I want you to do is something that makes you nervous. I've given lots of talks in person and on Zoom, and I don't care where I am in life, I still get a little nervous just before it's my turn to speak. I'll be fine all day, fine backstage. I'm even fine walking out on the stage. The intro, you know, when they start saying my name and they're giving that intro and then the time comes when I know I'm going to have to say something, my mind starts scrambling all over the place with, what was I going to say? Oh my God, I'm so afraid. I can even feel like my armpits, they start to like sting a little bit. And I, once I open my mouth, I just, I take a deep breath and I just lock in and I had a mantra that I used to say a while ago along the lines of getting butterflies in your stomach is proof that you're pushing yourself. It's a sign that you are out of your comfort zone and that can be a good thing. It could mean you're growing. I still get nervous ahead of some meetings. So I want to tell you something I read by Harvard Business School professor Amy Cuddy. She interviewed a a good amount of venture capitalists for her new book, Presence. And she asked all of these venture capitalists, what personal qualities do they believe successful entrepreneurs demonstrate? And the most striking observation she said she collected was this. They said, I don't mind if they're a little bit nervous. They're doing something big, something that matters to them. So it makes sense that they'd be a little nervous. And she also uh, had a quote in this article I read where she talked about the Shark Tank judges and how they say that the people who come out and that are just like, you know, supercharged and enthusiastic aren't as compelling to them as the people that are a little bit nervous. You wouldn't be nervous if it didn't matter to you. So what she recommends is, Try not to get anxious about being anxious. You will be anxious, but don't pile on. And so she says, notice it and move on. The next thing I want you to do is break a rule. If you sit down and really think about your life, there's a chance you're living by some rules you didn't even set. They're just in place because you've never bothered to question them. Maybe you unconsciously have a rule that you don't eat out alone or you don't go to the movies alone or you don't travel alone. And maybe it's not that, but it's something you're living by that you don't need to be doing anymore. I'm going to tell you a little bit about rules. Rules are established, typically established by people in power, and those people have a vested interest in staying in power. Rules are often open to interpretation The rules, those who typically create rules don't always have the relevant experience required to do so. And most people won't question a rule, though lots of successful people do. There's this one Instagram meme that goes around every so often. It says, all the rules are fake. Do you? I'll say certain rules are black and white. Other rules are open to interpretation. Break the rules that limit you. 
I've often said in order to play the game, it's important to know the rules. I'd, I'd go so far as to say you should master them before you break them. If you've created your own rule and it's holding you back, it's time to let that go. Something else I want you to try on is to break out of your routine. We love a routine. I can't tell you how many times I'm asked about my morning routine, my daily routine, my leak. What is your routine? And I get it because routines can help us stay organized. Routines can help us be productive and even find meaning in our lives. However, not all routines are created equal. And some of us have routines that have us on autopilot. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. There might be some areas of our routine that are too tight and too rigid. Is there something in our routine we can afford to let go of or loosen up our grip on a little bit? Are there some areas of our routine that are just too loose and would benefit from more of our attention or us speaking up to someone? What are some spontaneous things we can do in our lives to feel more alive, more engaged, more attuned to ourselves and others? This could be a hobby, or maybe this could be putting your phone down for a while. This could be something like hugging your partner or spouse or child eight times a day instead of not hugging at all because you weren't brought up that way. You know, it would be beneficial, and though it's not you, you can do it. Maybe it's more playfulness with those kids at bath time or bedtime, even when, you know, or even more playfulness when you're getting out of the door instead of the usual rush, rush, rush. And so ask yourself, what are things I can do to come more alive? The next thing I want you to try on is, this is my favorite one, you guys, practicing confident body language. This is the fun part. I'll share some of the research I've done and ways that I've implemented confident body language. But before I start, I want to share a good quote from Robert Greene. He says, timidity is dangerous. Better to enter with boldness. Any mistakes you commit through audacity are easily corrected with more audacity. So I want to ask you something. How's your eye contact when you meet people? Are you giving too much? Are you staring folks down? Are you giving too little, always sort of looking off and looking away? I don't know, but I think you should be aware of this if you weren't before and really figure out if you're making enough eye contact. How is your posture? Stand up tall, sit up straight, put your chin up. Are you fidgeting? Stop that. Relax your body if you can. Take one of those deep, long inhales and blow it out even longer. That deep breath is going to elongate the spine, regulate your heart rate, get you ready to make some sales, make that pitch. Talk about this proposal, your good idea. 
If you are going to shake hands, it's got to be firm. I prefer, you know, one of those, I call it my wave hug. You know, if I'm, if I'm doing it, I'm just going to do a side hug. We don't have to do the full frontal hug, you know, if, if we're just meeting, but if, you know, you know, I'm like that, do the side hug. Um, and if you, you know, you've done business or, you know, this person, go ahead and give the full front hug. And so speaking of front hugs, I want you to make sure that you're always straight on with someone because that will help you ooze confidence. So don't stand off to the side or at an angle. I want you to get right in front of them and make sure your shoulders are matched up with their shoulders because we are now entering our match. We are now getting ready to pitch. We are now getting ready to sell. We are now getting ready to put it all on the line. And now is not the time to be playing games. And so you want to make sure that your shoulders are matched up with theirs. And so there is a technical term for this, and it's called fronting. The experts say it builds rapport and puts your confident body language on display right in front of them. I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't a natural smiler. I wasn't the person that smiled all the time. And so I had to be really conscious in the beginning to put a soft smile on my face. The excuse of not thinking about it, I knew wasn't going to work because I'm being bold and I'm being audacious. And this is a part of the finesse. I can smile. Now, this one, I think, is the one that is really going to get you places. It's either, I call it the double nod or the triple nod. But when you agree with someone, I want you to nod more than once. Just think about it. You know, file this away. Think about it next time. By nodding, you are priming the other person to respond positively to you. When one person nods, most people feel an unconscious urge to nod back. When you nod and the other person feels listened to and important, they are more inclined to speak three to four times longer than they would have initially. So I want you to try this on and you can practice this, but just think about it. When the other person starts talking, I want you to nod in agreement. If you agree, right? We're not trying to BS people out here, but if you agree, I want you to nod in agreement. And then when you talk, you also are going to nod when you make your own valid statements and watch them start to nod back. When someone is nodding, they are more likely to start agreeing with your ideas or your proposal, given you're pitching something credible. But here's a pro tip. Don't overdo it. Practice this if you need to. Nodding too much will have you looking more anxious than confident. Okay, this is one of I, the, the nod. I'm telling you, as you start practicing it and doing it, I want you to message me because that thing, it is, it works. It works. Now, I want you to think about the pace and volume of your voice. Do people have to constantly ask you to repeat yourself because they can't hear you? Or are you loud as hell out there? You know, um, to finesse this situation, you are going to volume and pace match the purse holder. Remember, we're working. And for those that are like, this is a lot, you're doing the most. I don't write the rules. I'm just sharing what I've learned and done. You want to match the pace that they speak. 
If they speak fast, pick up the pace a bit. If they talk in longer, slower sentences, bring your pace down some. Research shows that we prefer voices that sound like our own. So matching the cadence, those pauses and the way they flow is going to help your is going to help push your proposal to the finish line. Pace and volume matching is easy to do um, and, and not so obvious, you know? So it's something, it's a simple and easy thing that you can do when you are in, in a meeting and you're trying to knock something down. And since we're going there, I want you to pay attention to something else. As the person is talking, What's a word that they keep using during the conversation? You ever talk to someone that says everything is excellent? That's excellent. You know, what you're going to do is gently pepper excellent into your conversation. If they say it's fabulous or it's wonderful, you're going to nod your head like I taught you and and say it is fabulous in a tone and cadence match. Y'all said y'all wanted the cheat codes, so here we are. Now, I know we like to read the books and retweet and repost tips that resonate with us, but then we have a hard time implementing a lot of that stuff. Being bold and audacious could be the push to get you where you're trying to go. I want to make something really clear. All of the things that I'm talking about are skills. You may assume that people have these skills naturally, and some people do. However, if you don't have these skills, you can learn them and develop them. Being bold and confident may initially feel intimidating, but choosing to be bolder in your life can be an exciting and life-affirming adventure. In addition to our big idea, let's also walk into meetings and spaces prepared and confident. Let's be mindful of our body language and know that it's also communicating for us. How are my facial expressions? What gestures do I make? How do I move my body when someone is talking to show that I am listening? How much space is between us? Am I too close? Am I too far apart? Don't be afraid to practice these these things. Get your friends together for a confident body language party and send me some pictures, you guys. As always. The time spent with you is some of my favorite. If you'd like to hear more from me, I tell you all the time, you sign up for my newsletter at mytaughtyou.com or myleek.com. I drop emails on Fridays with what I'm feeling for the week and be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. By doing so, you help me do more of what I love, which is this. Until next time.